right, and we are back for another session. Genesis chapters 34 through 37. I can't believe it. I know. I know. This is going well. It, it is going well. How are you today? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all it's right. It's a beautiful day outside. It is. It yes. is. A little crisp. Feels good, though. Yeah, it does. The sun's out. Yeah. That's good. You know, it's California cool. Yes, that's it. People Her. back east are like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, cold. Oh, cold. Yeah. It's 58. Boo-hoo. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. <sighs> but we hope everyone is, is doing well and is, is having a blessed week. Yes. Uh, so we're going to start, Amy. Would you like to start us sure. in prayer? Thank you. Okay. Dear Lord, I pray that you will guide our minds and hearts for even the next few minutes, Lord. Draw us close to you. As we open your word, let the Holy Spirit guide us to truth. Let all those who are listening hear what they need to hear coming out of Robin and I's mouth, not what we're saying, but what they need to hear from you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you. Okay, so as usual, we're going to recap uh, Genesis, our last our last reading, ch- chapters 29 through 33. Uh, Jacob was tricked into marrying Leah by his uncle Laban uh, when he really wanted to marry his sister Rachel. Yes. And then he eventually married both women. Now, Leah was the less desirable sister in Jacob's eyes. She was able to have children, but uh, Rachel could not. And then, remember, jealousy crept into both their hearts. Yes. That was something. Yes, it was. Uh, Jacob and Rachel eventually had a child of their own named Joseph. Uh, Jesus came from Leah's bloodline. Yes. Jacob and his families eventually left Laban and headed back to Canaan, where his brother Esau lived, whom he hadn't seen for 20 years. Hmm. Uh, Jacob wrestled with God until dawn, and then uh, Jacob and Esau reconciled. He was no longer bitter over the deception years ago. That was beautiful. It was just so sweet how he welcomed him. Yeah, it was very nice. Yes. Now, is there anything you wanted to add to the recap? No, I just hope that we can all take something from that. Yes. You know, and sometimes we don't have 20 years. No. You know, all of us. So, like, just take note of that. Like, how sweet that that was. That just so sweet for both of them. I mean, he was so afraid what he was going to come to. But look, he came open arms. Yeah. I just thought that was so sweet. And you know what? Reading this now, because uh, Kobe Bryant and the the eight other people, including his daughter, Passed away in that helicopter crash a few days ago. Right. Horrible. And our hearts go out to all of the families and friends. Yes. Um, one of the positives that can come out of it is a lot of people are are looking at their own lives thinking, you know what? Life is precious. It's short. And m- maybe I do need to squash any differences I have with someone maybe I need to call up someone because they could be gone yes at any time right 
And it takes someone like that, yeah. someone that is famous or something, yeah, for a lot of people to see. You know, yes. Sometimes it takes a big jolt like that, yeah, to be like, um, if if that can happen to to him, right? Well, who am I? Yeah, who am I? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. All right, so yeah. we're gonna move on to chapter thirty-four. Yes. Now, what do we learn in chapter thirty-four? We learned that uh, Jacob and Leah's daughter, Dinah, this was horrible. This story is crazy, too. Yes, it is. Was raped by a local prince named Shechem. Yes. But he ended up falling in love with her. So his dad, Shechem and his dad go to Jacob, and then eventually the brothers walk in and here, but, uh, you know, they, they're asking for her hand in marriage. And the, the brothers are kind of like, what? Because they had said everything that happened. They knew she had gotten raped. And they were like, uh, the only way you can marry her is if you, all of the village, all of your village gets uh, circumcised. And then, sure, okay. Yeah. We're all good. That was kind of a trap. Yeah. Which is interesting because I want your what are your thought on this? Because they knew, all the brothers knew that what circumcision meant. That was a covenant Different. with God. Yeah. And they used it for a devious plot. Yeah. They did not use it for the good. No, no. Yeah. They wanted, God wanted them to remain separate from their pagan neighbor, neighbors. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll just read in this note. Sure, if, yeah. If I could, because that's what I my thought too, but the brothers wrongly thought that being set apart also meant being better. Their arrogant attitude led to the terrible slaughter of innocent people. Mm-hmm. So I just think that they just were deceitful. They were, yeah. you know? Yeah. And what made that they were just as bad as those men raping him, raping the sister. Yeah. yeah. That's how, that's how I felt. Yeah. They came back with another wrong. Right. They yeah. did a wrong for a wrong instead yeah. of like, they could have been so good and showed God's grace and showed God's, you know, yeah. who he is like represented there. Yeah. And and you can see why they would be mad. I mean, well, they, yeah. they would be frustrated, but goodness. I know, but then he fell in love with her. I know I'm saying but, but that's that's exactly what I felt. They did a wrong, and then they did a wrong. Yeah. So that's, that's how I feel. Yeah. How yeah. about you? You feel the same way? I just feel like, if anything, they should have definitely not deceived because you can't do a wrong for a wrong that right. does no good but goodness put it into god's hands yes <laughs> i mean to take to take out the rest of the village to take out everything and then go back or the rest of the brothers came and then looted everything and mm. they took all the women they took everything everything yeah instead of saying we need to pray about this yes and we're going to have god lead us as to what to do do you think that's partially because of their upbringing that Jacob, because I think that's kind of alluded to is yes. that Jacob just didn't lay down the law at all Never. Or, or guide them. And we see this again and again as we go through this. Yeah. As they will see. Yeah. 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 You guys will see. I don't know. The men and the most, a lot of these men just didn't 
weren't strong father figures. They weren't. And it's in the like they maybe had a, a a strong faith, but then lacked in father. Yes. In child bear child raising. Yes. They let the women be in charge, yet the women were under the men. Yes. So there's no proper upbringing of these children. Yeah, because I think we had talked about it before. I think the, you know, the women were just clear. I think they were just like cook, clean, like you just take care of things. Yes. Don't give them morals or raise right. them. You yeah, know? yeah. So I, I totally agree. Mm. It's just, yeah. In the notes, or in one of the notes, it says, In seeking revenge against Shechem, Simeon and Levi lied, stole, and murdered. Their desire for justice was right, but their ways of achieving it were wrong. When tempted to return evil for evil, leave revenge to God and spare yourself the dreadful consequences of sin. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And we've all been there. Oh, yeah. You know, something may happen, and in your head, you're like, oh, you so-and-so. Yeah, I'm going to get you back. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know, I had that great father I had here on earth, my dad, and if I ever got like that, he would say, you never mind judgments for God. And I didn't want to hear that. I'm going to be honest with you. As a 16-year-old or (laughs) 17-year-old, I didn't want to hear that. Yeah. But it's true. If you can just take that out and say, you know what? And my dad would say that, you know, you, I mean, I didn't, I did not have a really good aunt and a mother Mm -hmm. and my aunt would do not good things to me. And I'd be so angry, dad. I'm so mad. I'm going to call up and say this. He'd say, no, Mm -hmm. they they will, judgment will be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Even if nothing ever happens to her, you don't know what's happened to her on this earth. Judgment is not your place. Yeah. And it's not. It's not. And once you kind of let go of that, really, you're much freer. It's really for your own self. Yes. So. That's true. Yeah. And you don't know. And the the thing is, we most likely won't know the judgment that happens to the person. Yeah. And think about what we've done to people. Yes. That we don't even know we've done. Yeah. Uh, on 35, 4, oh no, we're not in 35 yet. I apologize. That's okay. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go there. I'm sorry. Um, there's, there's one more note I wanted to read. One of the first lessons God will teach you as you depend on him is that there are others who also care and are willing to help begin to speak to God today in prayer about your past. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's wonderful to remember that even like God knows what's happened to you. He knows, but he, he wants you to come to him and no matter what has happened, it, mental abuse, physical abuse, addiction, like what someone's wronged you, whatever it is, he's there for you yes. and he will, he'll help and he will put helpers in your path. Yes. You won't believe it. Yeah, and he will bring you a peace, and he'll guide you. Just talk to him. Yep. He will put people in that will get you resources Mm -hmm. that you will need. Yeah. Will those resources all be at a church? Probably not, but he'll, he'll be there. Yeah. 
you won't re- you won't believe it. Yeah. Just like you with Logan with your early baby. Yeah. Then I had the early baby. You went through that. Yeah. Then here I have mine and you you already knew everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's most of our trials aren't for ourselves. It, no, you're a hundred percent right. You know, and you don't you don't see that. You're not no. even thinking that when you're going through it. But it's true because you can help other people from from the bad things you've been through. Yes, and it's a wonderful thing. Yep, to be to have that that knowledge and be like, I can help you. Yeah, I went through that same thing. Yeah, let's. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. It's crappy. It's really shitty. Excuse my language. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to be okay. Yeah. Is this going to go away today? No. Uh-uh. No. But you're going to be okay. That's all I had for chapter 34. Did you have anything no, else? No, that's what I had. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to chapter 35. Um, okay. So what do we learn in chapter 35? Of First, God told Jacob to move to Bethel build an altar, and get rid of all their pagan idols. Which was curious, because you're like, I know I was. I was like, why do, why do they even have the pagan idols? I know. And, um, but in our notes, they answered that. Why did the people have these idols? Idols were sometimes seen more as good luck charms than as gods. But Jacob rightly believed that idols should have no place in his household. He wanted nothing to divert his family's spiritual focus. Jacob ordered his household to get rid of their idols. Unless we too remove them from our lives, they can ruin our faith. What idols do we have? An idol is anything we put before God. They don't have to be physical objects. They can be thoughts or desires, which I wasn't even thinking about, but yeah. Like Jacob, we should get rid of anything that could stand between us and God. Now, I do have a question though. In here it says, Jacob wanted nothing to divert his family's spiritual focus. But he still had them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wonder why he even brought them that far. Yeah. I know. And he knew that they had them. Yeah. So I have no idea why why he even had them that far. That's what I had marked down too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's true. Our thoughts, anything can be a, an idol. Anything. A, a movie streaming something, binge watching a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. And listen, we're not saying just sit oh. in the dark and don't live life. No, and and none of us are perfect. No. No, no, no. And and we don't mean binge watching a show a couple times. This is meaning like constantly all the time, you we're, know. Yeah, where where it is your main focus. Right. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Um, I I also took the note of where it said, many people believe that Christianity should offer a problem-free life. Mm. Consequently, as life gets tough, they draw back disappointed. Instead, they should determine to prevail with God through life storms. That's That's, right. You know, because you're always going to have a storm. Oh, yeah. just life. Oh, yeah. Every week you have a storm, you know. Yeah, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah, so, but, um, and you know what? If you get rid of an idol today, you may have another idol next week. Sure. This is, this is not something that is, 
is today you got rid of all your idols and you're never going to have any more. This is a lifelong process, so don't think you're ever going to get to perfection because you're not. Right. Right. So I hope nobody thinks that we, that he expects that because he does not. No. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, because we both have hobbies. We both have things oh, we yeah. enjoy to do. Yes. I think basically what, what they're saying here is just don't make these things so important in your life that they, it's the number one focus. Right. You know, your number one should be God. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to read, I thought this was really neat. Uh, Genesis chapter 35 verses nine through 13. God appeared to Jacob again at Bethel and blessed him saying, your name is Jacob, but you will not be called Jacob any longer. From now on, your name will be Israel. So God renamed him Israel. Then God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You will become a great nation, even many nations. Kings will be among your descendants, and I will give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I will give it to you and your descendants after you. Then God went up from the place where he had spoken to Jacob. Wow. That's just, I don't know. I, I, I like that. That's neat. Yes, that's beautiful. So once again, um, you know, God is telling them, you know, about the descendants. Yes. But then I love how it said, then God went up from the place where he had spoken to Jacob. Yeah. So in that, are we to, like, are they saying he went back up to heaven? Um. I'm assuming that's what he's, what, what they are. Is that what they're inferring? I think that's what they're inferring. That's how I would take it. Okay. If I was reading it, it says, um, if we read about where Jacob set up a stone pillar to mark the place where God had spoken to him. Yes. Then he poured the wine over. It is an offering to God and anointed the pillar with olive oil. And Jacob named that place Bethel which means house of God, because God had spoken to him there. It says the oil used to anoint the pillar pillar was olive oil, the finest grade of purity. It was expensive, so using it showed the high value placed on the anointed object. Jacob was showing the greatest respect for the place where he had met with God. So to me, that like validates that he, he was presence was there, and then he did go go up that's how i look at it okay and okay that makes sense but it's never face to face no because you so is it just the voice that he heard i think it was either the voice or remember when he would go with the the um ark that presence yes yeah i'm wondering if it was something like that okay but i don't know for sure so i don't want to say sure sure okay because we haven't gotten to it yet. There's a part coming up where uh, God and Moses are are speaking. Oh yeah, we haven't. But we to haven't that. gotten to that okay. yet. That's a good part, you guys. Yeah, wait till we get to that. Wait part. till you see that. Yeah, and I can look it up while we're talking if you want. Oh, okay. About this. Yes. Oh, okay. that'd be great. Thank you. I'll say. I'll look it up. Okay. Well, then uh, I'll just move on a okay. little bit because in the second half of chapter thirty-five. We learn that uh, Rachel dies after giving birth to uh, their son, Benjamin. And uh, Jacob had set up a stone monument over Rachel's grave, which is still there today. Can you imagine going back over there and seeing all of these 
all of these monuments and and everything that's still over there? No. It'd be pretty amazing. No, I can't. I cannot even imagine that. That would be unbelievable. And then uh, Jacob's son, I believe this is the oldest son, Reuben. He had intercourse with Jacob's concubine. Now, here's another example of Jacob not doing anything. Right. He found out, but at the time, he didn't do anything about it. No. And then uh, Jacob had returned to his father, Isaac, who had died at 180 years old. You know, for some reason, I thought uh, Isaac had died previously, but I guess he didn't. He was still kicking. He was still, yeah. All right. Uh, And then, you know, Esau and Jacob had buried their father. It says that um or from above him there was a visible appearance of the glory of the lord just above him or in the same spot with him conversing with him as above related and when he had done when he was done he ascended in a visible manner from him till he disappeared in the place where he talked with him whether it was over him or by him thence he removed removed himself and cease talking with him from communion with a divine person is not constant and uninterrupted in the present state. He left himself, he left from being with him. Hmm. So it doesn't say, that's all it says. Okay. So there's our answer. We just know that he left that area, that area. Okay. There's what we know. All right. Thank you for looking that up. Okay. Now, was there anything else for chapter 35? No, that's all I have on 35. Okay. Now, chapter 36, once again, very important. All the genealogy is important, but there's not much else for us to talk about. No. Unless you have some notes you want to read. I did have one note. Okay. The nations of Edom... And Israel shared the same ancestor, Isaac. Oh, okay. And the same border. But the Israelites looked down on the Edomites because they had intermarried with the Canaanites. Okay. So they had the same ancestor, Isaac, which is Jacob. Mm-hmm. But, and they shared the same border. But the Israelites looked down on the Edomites because they intermarried with the Canaanites. Huh. So if that makes sense. I, okay. It's kind of confusing, but if you had a picture of a map, you could kind of... <laughs> Sorry, guys, that was the dog. And if you hear a dog in the distance crying, yeah. that's not your dog. No, that's, that's not, not Amy's, my, that's that's not not Amy's dog. dog. That's a neighbor dog. Yeah, that's not me. You may hear the occasional pitter-patter. That's yeah. Those are your dogs. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's me. So cute. I tell you. Okay. Now, chapter 37, we're going to get into the story of Joseph. Yes. Amazing oh, story. Amazing. A lot of people might know a lot about this. I'm sure. Just even in passing, you've heard, even if you're not really familiar with the Bible, you've heard of like Joseph and the, what is it? Uh, like the, the magic, the, the technicolored dream coat. Yes. Or technicolored, yeah. Yes. Uh, so let's remember that Joseph was Jacob and Rachel's son. 
And he is now, as we enter this story, he's now 17 years old. Now, uh, in the notes, it said, as a youngster, Joseph was overconfident. His natural self-assurance increased by being Jacob's favorite son and by knowing of God's designs on his life was unbearable to his 10 older brothers who eventually conspired against him. But this self-assurance molded by pain and combined with a personal knowledge of God allowed him to survive and prosper where most would have failed. He added quiet wisdom to his confidence and won the hearts of everyone he met. Joseph's positive response transformed each setback into a step forward. He didn't spend much time asking why. His approach was, what shall I do now? Those who met Joseph were aware that wherever he went and whatever he did, God was with him. When you're facing a setback, the beginning of a Joseph-like attitude is to acknowledge that God is with you. There's nothing like his presence to shed new light on a dark situation. That's right. Now, that's the part that reminded me of your book. My book. Oh, okay. Okay, so I read that part, and I have a book that I've had since I was five, and I believe the story goes that uh, we had gone to the little local library back in the Bay Area, and the author was signing there. So I still have it from when I was five in 1976, and the book is called The Lady Who Saw the Good Side of Everything by Pat Decker Tapio. If you can track down this book, Oh. I highly recommend. I believe it's the only one that this author, it's a female, was it's a lady, yes, right? Yes, it's a lady. That the lady ever wrote. So it's kind of not easy to find. Um, but it's wonderful. It's just about all these things happen to this little old granny. Yeah. But she never sees the negative side of anything. No. It's always, well, this will be a new adventure. Well, it, that's okay. Let's do this now. It's just, it's very sweet. It's very sweet. And the and another thing I noticed about that book is she's alone. She All is. she has is a cat. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, right when you look at the book, for somebody, I was trying to say, okay, then what negatives could she have upset about herself? Oh, I'm alone. Yes. Ma, 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 ma. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it could have been nothing but negatives. Yeah. And like, she's totally positive about everything. Yes. Like, I don't know. I just thought that's, that is the neatest book. Yeah. Like, every child should own that book. Yeah. It, it's very nice. The Lady Who Saw the Good Side of Everything. Yeah. Pat Decker Tapio. T-A-P-I-O. Great colors. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Pat, for writing that. Yeah, Thank Pat. You. We don't know where you are now, love, but it's wonderful. But 40-something years ago. 43? 40. Four, yeah. Years ago, you touched Robin's life. Yes. And here it is. I've had it this whole, I don't, I don't, that's the only book I have, really, from my childhood that I've kept, you know. A seed was planted that long ago. I mean, really, but you know what I mean? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. And here we are all those years later talking about it. Amazing. It is. Um, Also in the notes, it said, what matters is not so much the events or circumstances of life, but our responses to them. With God's help, any situation can be used for good, even when others attend it for evil. Amen. Amen. It is all about your attitude. Oh, it's 
it, no kidding. How you respond is so no kidding. Absolutely. Your whole, your whole life can be turned around by just a change in attitude. No kidding. Because you know what? It is, I'd say it's very easy in a, in just a normal day. If you responded negatively to everything. Oh, oh, woe is me. Oh, well, the, the, surely this happened because of blah, blah, blah. What good does that do you at the end of the day? You're a big sour. You are a big sour puss. And yeah. then that starts to manifest oh. itself inside of you. You know what? Start to change your attitude every day. Every day. Yeah. Turn it around a little bit. Yep. No kidding. Walk in the store and say good morning to people. Yeah. Hi, how are you today? I hope your day is blessed. Now, sure, you may get a couple people like, what? <laughs> yeah, because they're not used to that. No, no. They're, and, and look at, watch how your children change too. And you know, you, you, I mean, your whole life will change. Yeah. Just that. And you don't, you know, the thing is, you don't know. That, someone you talk to or nice to, maybe they've been having a horrible day and... Just by being nice that one time, maybe that kind of turns it around for them. Yeah. Maybe they haven't heard a kind word in years. Could you imagine that? I know. Or maybe they're old and someone hasn't talked to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I that's what I always think of. Yeah. Like, so people just need kindness and love. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. There's enough negativity oh. going around. Yep. There is. That's already been taken care of. Yeah. That's taken care of. We're, that, we're full up on negativity. Yeah, we've got the full on that. <laughs> Don't we? Yes. That's that bucket's full. Let's get the others filled up. Let's fill the other buckets. You know? Buckets. Yeah. I, yeah. One time Clayton and Noah wanted me to go shoe shopping with them, and I just had my Tommy Moko, Homi Moto, Horsey Moto surgery. What's that what? called? Harry Moto surgery. Okay. That eye surgery. What was Hashimoto. Okay. So my eyes were totally black and blue, so I said, I'll go, but I got to wear these glasses. And I did tell the, the sales associate, these boys beat me up. That? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> she could have called the cops and it was a boy and he goes ma'am and i go i'm just kidding there i just had surgery and they're like mother i can't believe it and we all did laugh about it the man me and the boys i go i'm just kidding they're good boys but you know make somebody laugh yeah, yeah. just have fun you know why why be a downer i know i know have a great day today yeah the Lord's blessed you. Look what he made us be able to see. Yeah. There's yeah. so much hatefulness. There is. There is. So, really, just say, hi, how are you today? Or someone in one of those carts that can't get the top shelf, say, can I help you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Your legs work, theirs don't. Help them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But You're really, right. It's just the way you said I it. I know, but really, if they need help, doesn't don't people see them and think, "Oh my gosh, if they if I'm down this aisle when they are and they need help, I'm going to be sure to help them." Yeah. yeah. I do. Yes. Whatever. Anyway, I had to. I had to. Well, I didn't have to. He saw it, but uh, we were at uh, Sam's Club a couple about a month ago, 
And it's always the older ladies that are getting the 80-pound oh, bags of dog food. I, every time. Every time. Because they probably love their little pups. You know, yeah. <laughs> and there is no way on God's green earth they are getting the 80-pound bag of dog food into that cart. No way. No way. So, you know, every time, you like, if we see it, Chris, I'll go help or whatever. But this time I was with our youngest one, who's 14. And uh, I go, Logan, go over there, help that lady. He's like, oh, oh, are you sure? I'm like, she can't get it in there. Go yeah. on. You have a better chance of getting it in there than yeah. her. And so he went over and it was sweet. It's just, you know what? Little things like Little that. Little things. Little things. And they love those young ones to come help. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh, thank you. How sweet. Oh, they just love it. Of yeah. course, his legs almost buckled, but yeah, he got it in. I know. He got it in. It's a struggle. Because it would have crushed the other lady. Who is making the 80-pound bags? I mean, honestly, do two 40s and put a tab <laughs> between them. Or like say, okay, two 40 pounds is the price. Yeah. You get two bags. I know. I know. The women are going to the store. I know. Like the 50-pound bag, I'm like, Jeff, you've got to come. Why? <laughs> because I need dog food. Oh. <laughs> the thought of it. It's always. I think it's only one time I saw a man lift it up. Otherwise, it is always ladies over 60. I No kidding. <laughs> yep. Here we are. And sometimes I just want to watch and say, can she do it? No. Sometimes, every once in a while, you'll get a strong lady. A yeah. strong gal will get that. But I'm like... Oh, she'll die. Yeah, she's going to tip over. Yeah, and it's going to crush her. And then they're going to have to write that up in the obituary. How did Mima die? She was crushed by 80 pounds of dog food yeah. at Sam's Club. Yeah, and it's the truth. <laughs> so much dog food. I don't understand. <laughs> and like, and kitty litter. <laughs> if you see the older people buying kitty litter... It's so heavy. I know. That's a lot of... That's a lot of kitty litter. That's a lot of cats. Yeah. As we know. As we know. We know some folks. We do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. Anyway. Um, okay. okay. All right. I don't... We're on Jacob. We're on Jacob. Okay. So then uh, Genesis. Oh, Genesis chapter 37. Yes. Verses three and four. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children. Yes, he did. Because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. You can see, he set it up Mm -hmm. for him to be taunted by the brothers. Yeah. And I would imagine, I'm not trying to put words into the Bible, but you can kind of imagine that those brothers were unkind to him. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, he was favored. Yeah. Um, On page, or in our notes, it said, In Joseph's day, everyone had a robe or cloak. Robes were used for warmth, to bundle up belongings for a trip, to wrap babies, to sit on, or even to serve as security for a loan. Most robes were knee-length, short-sleeved, and plain. In contrast, Joseph's robe was probably one of the kind worn by royalty, long-sleeved, ankle-length, and colorful. The robe became a symbol of Jacob's favoritism toward Joseph, and it aggravated the already strained relations between Joseph and his brothers. 
Favoritism in families may be unavoid, unavoidable, but it's goodness. But its divisive effects should be minimized. Parents may not be able to change their feelings toward a favorite child, but they can change their actions toward the others. Well, listen, you as a parent, you can't do that. Yeah. I know what happens, but oh, you cannot yeah. be favoring. No, we're both symbols of that. Oh. To the um degree. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, we won't go into that. But no. Yeah. So there that is. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same thing highlighted. You oh, did. okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, and then, so you've got the whole situation where the brothers aren't liking him. Then Joseph, maybe think not thinking like, hey, maybe I shouldn't share this with them. Yeah. He has two dreams. Yeah. You know, the one dream is where he's tying up the bundles of grain and then his bundle, you know, they're bowing down to him. Yeah. And he shares it. And he he shares it. And, you know, and then the other, the other dream with the stars and stuff. And it's like, oh, honey, no. I know. He just keeps on and on. Yeah. Joseph's brothers were already angry over the possibility of being ruled by their little brother. Yeah. Joseph then fueled the fire. That's what he does. Yeah, this kid he fuels it. Fuels that fire. Yeah, with his immature attitude and boastful manner, no one enjoys a braggart. Joseph learned this the hard way. His angry brothers sold him into. Oh, well, we're getting into yeah. that. Um, I mean, come on. I know. Come on, Joseph. And then you know, Joseph's his whole journey kind of starts here. Yeah, because the dad Jacob he sends Joseph over. To check on the brothers in the in the field to because I guess they had been gone a while. Yeah. And uh the brothers saw him coming. Yeah. Now they plot to kill him. I know it. Come on down. They had had enough. But to kill I your know. brother? I know. That's to, like the most extreme extreme. Yeah, they're they're done. You know, and then they were, but and then they were going to throw him in the cistern. I had to look up what a cistern was. Oh, okay. But it's a tank for storing water. Yeah. And then they were just going to lie to the father De- once again. Deceit with Jacob. There we go. It just keeps following again his the bloodline. Yeah. Uh, now I give kudos to Reuben on one hand because yeah. he was going to come back and get Joseph. Yeah. But he wasn't strong enough to be like, whoa. This is nuts. Yeah. We got to stop. We got to stop. And then he, you know, he doesn't take Joseph to safety or anything. He's no. not that strong. No. So. He he wasn't. No. No. But they ended up selling the brother. They did. Instead, they sold him. Yes. To some uh, Ishmaelite traders uh, for 20 pieces of silver. And there he was. He was, he was off to Egypt. There he goes. You know, and there they they lie to their dad, to Jacob, and, you know, and they take the coat because they had taken the robe from, from Joseph and dipped it in the goat blood. And they're like, yeah, he's dead. He's, he's gone. dead. Horrible. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's in our notes. It says, although Joseph's brothers didn't kill him outright, they wouldn't expect him to survive long as a slave. So essentially they were killing him. They just weren't doing it by their own hands. Right. They were quite, oh, here, they were quite willing to let cruel slave traders do their dirty work for them. Joseph faced a 30-day journey through the desert, probably chained and on foot, 
He would be treated like baggage and once in Egypt would be sold as a piece of merchandise. His brothers thought they would never see him again, but God was in control of Joseph's life and had other plans. And then they told poor Jacob and he mourned and mourned and mourned. He did. Well, of course. I mean, that's his son. And of course, you know, the favorite son, but still it's the son. He would have mourned for any of them. Yeah. And then, you know, finally in my notes, I had imagined the culture shock Joseph experienced upon arriving in Egypt. Joseph had lived as a nomad traveling the countryside with his family, caring for sheep. Suddenly he was thrust in the world's most advanced civilization with great pyramids, beautiful homes, sophisticated people, and a new language. While Joseph saw Egypt's skill and intelligence at their best, he also saw the Egyptians' spiritual blindness. They worshipped countless gods related to every aspect of life. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it is amazing that, that God put him in this situation. Yes. And, and as we find out in our next reading, what happens with it, because it is positive. Right. Um, but. But. <laughs> you know, it never shows him being afraid. No. Like if you read all of this, it doesn't. It doesn't say he was afraid or happy. Like it doesn't show his emotional state. You know, you're right. They never, they never it. say that. But in my mind, I think he was a very intelligent child, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think he. And I think he was very intelligent, and I think the way he spoke of his dreams and stuff, mm-hmm. he wasn't a very emotionally attached kid. Hmm. Like he wasn't, didn't deal with emotions a lot. Now, as when he became older, I think he did. Mm-hmm. But do you get that feeling too? I just get the feeling that he's just clueless. Yeah, like a little, he's arrogant and he's, yeah. he's like, well, this is how it's going to be. And just yeah. very smart. Like even his dreams, like I'm going to be, and I'm sure God gave him those dreams. But sure. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it never talks about him having fear or anything like Esau, you know, when he was going to go see the brother, Mm -hmm. they talked about, he wrestled with God and he was in fear. And that's a wonderful point. And here they just kind of, they don't gloss it over. They don't even talk about it. They're Mm -hmm. they're, They don't say anything about how he felt. No. And that kind of like, Oh, he's, he went from that. Now he's seeing this whole world of, Mm -hmm. But pretty soon, and I wonder how long it took to get there. Yeah, they didn't say in scripture, huh? How long it would take. I'm sure it was at least days, don't you? Oh, I would imagine, sure. Because here, in the notes, it's it said, it's, this is the notes. It's not like in the scripture, but it says he faced a 30-day journey Okay. through the desert. So he had it a it, month. It's, yeah. Because you wonder what, what he thought. Like yeah. what... Was he was he sad that the brothers had done this to him? Did he just feel as though this is part of his journey? Is this part of where the dream's going to start? Yeah, becoming he, fruition. Like, did God give him that confidence? Yes. You know what I mean. That that's what I'm saying. Like, what I wonder because he had that attitude moving right. forward, and we'll read about it in the next one. But he just really had that attitude, like, well. Okay, I'm in this situation, and 
I'm going to make the best of it and this is what's going to happen. So you just wonder, did he, did he have that attitude here? That's right. That's, that's what I, I would like to know. I'd like to really look into that Mm -hmm. because I wonder. He is still faithful. You know, he, 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 he listens to what God is telling him. It's something. Yeah. So we'll see. We will see. We're going to, we'll find out in, in the next uh, reading now. Do you have any other notes at all that you want to talk about? Um, well, I have one for thirty-eight. Sure, but we're oh, not wait, doing we're not thirty-eight. In, yeah, thirty-eight's next. Time. And did you read to cover their evil action? Did you read that? I don't think so. Mm. About verses thirty-one through thirty-five. No, I don't think I did. Okay, um, I had to cover their evil action. Jacob's sons deceived their father into thinking Joseph was dead. Jacob himself had deceived others many times, including his own father. Even though he didn't know it at this point, Jacob was learning by hard experience the painfulness and destructive consequence of deceit. So Jacob had deceived his own father. Mm-hmm. What was that, 27? Yeah, that was when uh, the mom oh, yeah. told him to go in there. That's right. Yeah. That's and right. So he so was see. the firstborn. It, but isn't that nuts that it's it has followed Jacob this whole time, deceit and de- and deceiving and yeah, right down through his sons. Yeah. So we pass things on that we don't even realize. Like you, you. So it's important to do good. It is. You know, like yeah. you don't want to pass. You know, or if or yeah, be, or if you've done something. You got to make it right with your kids. Yes. And show them the right way. The right way. And yeah. they're always watching. Oh, yeah. Just remember when you were young. Mm-hmm. We're always, they, you know, so. They pick up on things. Oh, yeah. We, we pick, all do. We all do. We picked up on things growing up. Yeah. It, nothing changes. No. The world hasn't miraculously <laughs> did a flip. You know. And, you know, that's another thing. Even when we're in different cities. We always are kind to, like when we go to different places, I'm always still saying hi to people. Yeah. Like, just try to make that part of who you are. Yes. Not that, not that I'm nobody. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for yourself and mm-hmm. for, to, to be an example of who Christ is. Be kind to everybody. Yeah. And it's not putting on a show. No. Right. It's part of you. It won't. Thank you, Robin. Yeah. That's right. It's just. In your makeup, it's part of your DNA. It's part of who Robin is and who we are. Yeah, you want to be Christ-like, and that's loving everybody. So that's all we have for uh, thirty-four chapters, thirty-four through thirty-seven. Next time we're going to be covering chapters thirty-eight through forty-one. We're going to continue on with with Joseph and his adventures. Which are great. They are. They're really neat. Um, but yeah, if you have any... And if, I know I say this probably at the end of, of every session, but thank you so much to everyone who is listening. Yes. You know, to to know that God's word is spreading, not just throughout the United States, but just all over the world, because we can see where people are listening from, is amazing. It, it really is amazing. It warms our heart. It, it makes us humble, like so touched. Yes. 
Yes. So thank you very much, everyone. Um, And if you have any questions or comments or prayer requests, you can email us at basicbiblestudy19, the number 19, at gmail.com. And uh, all of our links and and whatnots you can find uh, on our website, mybasicbiblestudy.com. And uh, yeah, we can even answer your questions uh, privately or or uh, on a podcast if you'd like. Just let us know. But uh, do you have anything else? No, I just hope everybody has a blessed week. And um, thank you so much for including us in your lives. Yes, thank you very much. Yes. It's it's just wonderful. So yes, have a, have a blessed week. Take care, and we will talk to you next time. Yes, thank you.